0: Hi, guys. Welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast, episode number 77. Two little lucky numbers today. And lucky you. I had a long think about what to speak about today for this week that was very relevant. That would be a better service to all of you. Um, I know we are all out there working hard and working our butts off. And I wanted to talk about my experience and give you some options on how to work better, smarter, faster and just how to be a good person while doing what you love. Recently, there was a large, very well-known public figure that told women that they need to get out and fucking work their asses off. And since I'm the same age as that person and I'm not from any form of nepotism in media, celebrity, or I don't have a high-profile family. My mother is a school teacher still. My father was a nuclear auditor, retired Navy. And I think it would be important for me, being on a leveled playing field with all of you, to tell you a little bit about my experience and if I have advice for working women. I don't like giving advice because I actually think options are a better way to put it, no two people will have the same experience in this lifetime. And no two people will have the same means of income. No two people have the same form of talents. And no two people will ever have the same life experience. So therefore, advice is all bullshit. And you should really just take options. So here's some options today. My quote unquote advice for working women. So since I am in media and publishing, and I virtually do similar things to some of those fabulous Kardashians. No hate here. I applaud them for all of their success. They have wild success. And that's something that we haven't really seen a family do before. So while we open many doors for women to become entrepreneurs, we need to make sure that we also open and hold a place for those who come from perhaps not so much of a third base life, but rather those of us who were born up to bat, which is myself. And keep in mind, I'm completely aware of my privileges. I grew up in a middle class family. We had enough food to eat. This is not a rags to riches story. And nobody has to have a rags to riches story in order to be successful. Some people just have a story where they were born middle class and now they're successful. And that's okay. We don't need to compare stories and tell people that their story isn't good enough because they weren't rags to riches. And although rags to riches stories are the best of the best, in my opinion, because you're going from a very low to high income bracket, that's awesome. But it doesn't, we shouldn't take away and compare to other people's stories. So I want to preface that I'm completely aware of my privileges. I came from a family that put education first. Education is paramount to all success in life. My parents always had food on the table. They paid all their bills on time and they were a hardworking middle-class family. Education was key. If you did not make good grades in my household, my parents would come down hard on us. And as we got older, my sister and I both got the bug for entrepreneurship fairly early. In twenty. 2007, three years after I graduated college from Long Beach State with a degree in interpersonal and organizational communications, which I paid off many loans for, and my parents helped me for college too. Thank God, and I'm grateful. If you, those of you who didn't have that kind of help from your parents, I take my hat off to you because paying off college debt is so intense. And if you've done that or you're doing it, I applaud you because you've already won. Step one, get a good education. Don't just bail because there are some other large figures in our world who've bailed on college. I really think it is valuable. The experience in itself cannot be replicated and no two people will have the same experience in college. I would say learn as much as you possibly can while you're young and you can soak everything up like a sponge. I also think it should be imperative to understand that go to trade school. After college, I went to culinary school. I paid for it on my own. My mom laughed in my face and said, you can cook for your friends. You're not going to be able to cook for a living, okay? Mm, I don't think I'm going to pay for that. Me and your father, we pay for college and culinary school is it kind of like a nut. <laughs> you can uh, make a living off of cooking, So that was where I started. <clears throat> 2007, after culinary school and paying my way with fit modeling, I got really lucky and I was cast on the first season of Top Chef, completely by chance. I put myself out there. I was studying for an intro to meats class. I crumpled up the piece of paper I was studying on. I'm 22 years old. I looked at the back of it when we were done with our exam and it said from Bravo's project runway comes a new show top chef here's the casting call my friends forced me to go and eventually the rest is history that was my lucky break number one those things happen by chance and by sheer luck so remember a lot of people that have success in this world are just really really lucky and they must share their luck and their gratitude with others along the way which means open and level the playing field after Top Chef, I signed with a few different agents. I worked my way up. I became a host at Home Shopping Network at 25. I became a host at Lifetime by 26. I became a New York Times bestselling author with Cook Yourself Thin at 27. Then I moved my butt from LA to Florida where HSN was, shot in New York, moved back to LA, then moved back to New York. So I went all over the place and constantly hustled. The first apartment I ever had in New York, I had about 200 bucks in my suitcase. I got a fifth floor walk up on Avenue C in the middle of what was called Alphabet City back then. Now the East Village, Fancy Pants. It was not back then. I lived next door to the last squat house standing in New York City, which means there were a bunch of drug addicts and crazy people next door, which was fine. I get along with crazy people just fine because I'm crazy. I don't do those kinds of drugs or anything, but I respect all people and all beings I was just part of the experience. So after this Avenue C apartment, I scrimped and saved. I got um, cast on a discovery show called Homemade Simple on TLC. And then I started judging on Iron Chef America and writing for Health Magazine, writing for Shape, Women's Health Prevention, Men's Health, and Men's Journal, which was men's fitness back in the day. Then I started writing books on my own from Pretty Delicious to Cook Yourself Sexy And then I moved on to Clean Green Drinks, Clean Green Eats, Kintsugi Wellness, and now I'm writing my next book on spiritual wellness. I will not tell you the title yet, but it is very exciting. That segue from the moment I was in culinary school at 22 till my very last book getting published, I was, uh, I think, 37. So if you can look at the 22 to 37 scope, it was a lot of scrimping and saving and hustling. My mom not believing in me. My parents not paying my bills. No nepotism. I was still grateful and lucky enough to be signed with CAA, William Morris, WME, and now back to UTA because I was with UTA a long time ago. So, And UTA has been splendid, wonderful, positive, humble people. I loved all my agents and sometimes I tell you guys about the pangs that I've had with them but truly your agents are like your family and everybody knows it's par for the course to have ups and downs but right now I'm on a good level playing field where I respect my UTA agents and they respect me and we started working with Victoria's Secret now and writing my next book with Audible. So this span of time from 22 to 39 now If we're comparing ourselves to others, which I don't want to do, but today we have to talk about that. It has been a shit show. It has not been fun. It has been more painful than it has actually been fun. And you know what? As we know in Buddhism, the first noble truth, life itself is suffering. And then we need to learn where the cause of all of our suffering is. And for me, it was like, I could just never get ahead. I never got a big break. I thought here and there, maybe the Today Show, maybe it was this book, maybe it was the time I cooked with Selena on HBO Max. All of these were tiny little incremental breaks, what we call kaizen in Japanese, where I continuously improved throughout the last two decades of my life. So incrementally, I got pretty far, but there's no way that you could compare. You know, I was, of course, on a few different shows on E!, For years, playing with Fire, E! News, E! Daily Pop, and also hosted a special food show with Jason Kennedy um, that was called Food Envy. We, and I still didn't have what those amazing women, powerful women have on the network or used to be on the network. Those women have a different way of living in life. They're very lucky. When you're born on third base, you're going to go real far and hit a few home runs and you cannot compare yourself to those of us who are working our asses off. Thank you, very much. It's not like I'm sitting around eating ho hos all day. I shoot in bikinis for Victoria's Secret at thirty nine. I am out there fucking working it. You better believe that shit. I mean, life isn't in, in itself is about a journey, and it's never really going to be about the destination. So mark my words, when I finally get there, and I have no idea what that actually potentially means, but when I do finally get there, I want to be able to look back and say, all of this pain, every little incremental win, all the Kaizen continuously proving, constantly being a good person, my hand is on my heart right now, being centered, breathing in deeply, take a deep breath with me in. And take a deep breath in the out. All of the centered, focused time, energy, grit, tears, blood, sweat, travel, money, pain, relationships, horrible breakups, friend breakups, work breakups, moving, production, pre production, post production, editing, posting, audits edits, financials, administration, taxes, CPA, lawyers, agents, mom and dad, sister, boyfriend, cat, volunteering, friends, family, paying your rent on time, paying all your bills, taxes, and making sure that you are a good Samaritan and giving back. All of this, I hope and pray one day will fucking be worth it. Do I know that? No, because life in itself is very short And we should enjoy and prize the time that we have while we are safe right now, because there are plenty of people out there that are suffering from things that are out of their control. And we pray for them. Right, Cece? (laughs) Little one, little Chunky. I know you guys have missed Chunky. She's always been here. I decided not to bother her to be my co-host the last few episodes because they were very painful and serious. My heart goes out to the people of Ukraine and all refugees and all those who are suffering in this world. When women tell other women to get out there and fucking work your ass off, nobody wants to work anymore these days. I, I don't know who you're talking to because every girl on my team mostly are, they're all minorities. And we do work and we actually work three times harder than everyone else to get the same distance can I get a fucking amen from those of you who are doing that amen God is taking so many notes the universe, Buddha, Allah whatever you believe in they're taking notes your ancestors are taking notes every day you go out there and you work on the field and you work hard and don't you think for one minute that somebody isn't taking notes because they are incrementally if I look like a snail or the tortoise and the hare so be it at least I think I've made more progress through the years. The one gauge that we can use to say, am I doing good work is to ask yourself at the end of every day, am I doing good work to contribute to good things? Do I love what I am doing? Am I helping others along the way? Am I incrementally making this world a better place than when I started? For me, I hope the answer is yes on that. If one person makes One of my smoothie recipes, my pumpkin mac and cheese, spicy miso ramen, matcha cookies, matcha lattes, blueberry smoothies, reads my writing at Well and Good, reads my projects with Goop, goes out there and sees my Vogue pieces with Japan, watches the NHK World documentary, maybe goes and sees my old work on the Today Show, maybe they laugh at how ugly I looked when I was judging Iron Chef America. I hope I've done a little bit to make this world a better place, but God knows I can't really gauge measurement. So you will have to be the one to conquer that part of your life and saying, incrementally, I'm doing good things with my life and I'm helping others at the end of the day. Who knows? I used to wear the worst clothes on Iron Chef America. Oh, yeah. I look back and I just cringe. (laughs) I think Coco Chanel once said, once you're done getting ready take one piece of jewelry or accessory off before you leave the house. Truth be told. Also, one of the last things I want to point out to you about women working and my advice, which I don't like giving advice again, but these are options. You will have to be kinder than everybody else. You will have to be a pleasure to work with. You will have to be sweet as pie Because women are portrayed as bitches or sweethearts. There's really no in-between. So if you don't want to be a bitch, which means being assertive, try to be as kind as you can. Because the more honey, the more bees. I think that's the best way to work. I potentially think there are a lot of women in this world that aren't happy with their lives And then what they do is they take that shit out on other people and it becomes this really vicious cycle. And that goes for men too. So catch yourself when someone's being nasty to you. We talk about nasty people in another one of our episodes if you want to check it out. I've been dying to do an episode just on nasty women because I actually think women are more vicious than men when it comes to the work field and i i think what i've learned and processed is it seems like at the very end of the day the people that have been the nastiest to me in some form or another hated me because they were jealous in some way i don't want to say that i actually don't want to believe that but i have to believe it because i've been teased since the first grade through second grade and beyond called multiple names um, I've had horrible experiences as a child because I was Asian and as I got older people pointed out to me they're like you you know these people have a problem with you because they're there's something about you that they can't stand and it's a reflection of them and not you right so at the end of the day if you think of women that hold themselves high women that are well-respected and well-rounded and beautiful and poised from the inside out, graceful and loving and kind, that is so much harder than being a bitch. It is easy to be a bitch, let me tell you. (laughs) I I don't want to be one at work, so I do as much meditation as I can or go hiking with my partner yesterday who listens to me. One of the best partners you could ever find in this life by the way ladies is a partner that listens to you and they give you a lot of good advice and they're there for you and they don't judge you like the rest of the world. On top of other women being nasty to you and having to always work with kindness and your best foot forward and taking the high road you will have to remember that people will constantly be watching you And I used to think that if you had good morals and values that people took notes and they would want to hire you based off the fact that you were a good person with good morals and values, and that's all bullshit. It's gone out the window. Through real estate, I've actually learned highest bidder always wins. This is a money game, you guys. It's all about money. We live in a world that revolves around capitalism in the US. Products, 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 products. If you haven't noticed, if you have a product and you can mark the price up and sell the shit out of it and create consumer goods and. CC. <laughs> a wild one. <laughs> Sorry. The baby hiss. The Cobra. Cece's a Cobra. She's one of those cats that's like a wild bitch. Right, Cece? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I digress. So back to what we're talking about. This is a money game because we live in a society of capitalism. And so because of capitalism, everything revolves around money. Highest bidder gets the house. Right now there are homes that are going out with 30 offers. And even if I come up number four, which is what happened this last week, I suppose I say to myself, Kaizen, incrementally making progress. Tiny little steps. Bochi bochi gambate. Incrementally, little by little, do your best. You may not see the page turn and and all of a sudden say to yourself, I've made it. I feel good. I'm rich now. It's not going to happen. Incrementally, after like 30 years of putting in work, you may make it. When I was like 25, I was riding on an airplane. And this is when Virgin America was cool. And I'd constantly be doing the flight from New York to LA and LA to New York. And you'd always see some public figure here or there. But I sat right next to Julia Stiles once. And she looked over at my work because it was so obvious that with all the food photos and the writing and the direction and the, the recipe testing and development that I was doing some kind of unique creative work. And she leaned over and asked me what I was doing. And I was like, Oh, I, I write for health and wellness magazines and I write many books and I work in the space of self improvement and wellness and food. And she said, She thought it was so cool and admirable. And then she said, You know, Candace, she leans over and she's like, It's going to take you a lot. And I mean a lot longer than you think to get there but don't stop. And that's the kind of advice that we should give to other women. I can imagine that Julia Stiles has had a rough run. And we remember her from like the Born Supremacy or the Born Identity, I think it was the, those really cool Jason Bourne movies. And I, I loved her. I thought she was super cool. I think she was in that movie Sideways too. I could be getting those movies wrong. But that's the kind of advice that we should get from other women. Or every time I step on set at the Today Show, everyone from Savannah to Hoda will come over and give me a huge hug, even Al, all the time. And even like Wendy Williams, God bless her. I hope she makes it back into the spotlight safely. They would hug me and say, you work so hard. We love you. And the radiation that we can put out there sometimes in the world when we step on set and people can see and feel the kindness, the honey that brings more bees, the amount of work that we're putting out there that is high quality, high caliber and full of integrity. Ladies, you can do this. And if Julia told me it's going to take like 20 or 30 years, so be it. My agents used to say overnight success comes in 10 years. And now because of social media, unfortunately, that number has tripled I think that overnight success comes in about 30 years. Hate to say that, you guys. But again, life itself is suffering. And if you can get through the darkness, there surely is a contrast on the other side. I hope and pray that this will be helpful to you. You must keep going. You must not give up. You must roll with the punches. Things will not go your way the men will get paid much more money. They will get more gigs than you. You will have to smile. They will sexually harass you. They will ask you out. They will do inappropriate things. And you will have to button up and take it and walk away with your head held high with grace, knowing that this is a man's world. And that simply is what it is. Do the work, protect yourself, put up a boundary, Have respect for yourself and do the right thing all the time because as my mother says, it will keep you out of trouble. There isn't much else to say other than I see you working hard. I see you. I fucking hear you and I see you. Don't think for one minute that anyone else should make a patronizing comment to any of us. This is the toughest time right now for women and I commend you for what you are doing. Keep up the good, A plus work. Not everybody has the opportunity to be born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Not one of us. That's why we love Wabi Sabi. That's what this podcast is for. I commend you guys for hanging to it, sticking to it, getting through the pandemic and learning about the tough times. Because after the rain comes the rainbow. Okay, I'm going to answer a fairly tough question that was asked to me this last week and I had to really process it. So there is a lovely gentleman named Nathan who follows our podcast and he is super cool. He asked me a question. He says, hi Candace, sorry to bother you. No worries Nathan at all. There was a statement that you said in one podcast episode about not liking how other people use wabi-sabi and kintsugi because they don't know the feeling of being called a chink. I'm sorry, I don't know which episode to refer to, but what did you mean by that? And how does somebody not of the culture use wabi-sabi respectfully? Nathan, thank you for your question. My hand is on my heart. Okay, here's my best effort at answering a very touchy subject. I'll try not to cry. As a kid, I grew up not wanting to be Asian because everyone around me was Caucasian. I don't know how else to say it, but that was the truth. As I got older, I never forgot the pain of what it was like to be made fun of for the way that I looked. And as I got older, I progressively saw the US, particularly the Western market in wellness. Start using and appropriating Japanese practices, cultures, foods, teas, drinks, beverages, terms, kimonos. Everything got fucking whitewashed, taken from us. And you know what? It ain't the first rodeo of any culture. The indigenous people of this country are the first ones that were robbed of everything. And I take my hat off to them. I will never appropriate Our indigenous people, I will only love them, protect them, and learn from them. My hands on my heart. I ask you to learn from the Japanese people first. Buy products from Japanese people. Listen to us. Let us write books on wabi-sabi and kintsugi. Because when a title of a particular book was taken from me recently and written by a non-Japanese person who called themselves a Japanologist. I cried. I had friends write to me and say, how did that happen? Especially because it was with a publisher I worked with. And I said, I don't know. I tried to point out to them how this was cultural appropriation at its finest level. And nobody paid attention to me. In fact, I still have the email replies back from my publisher that basically shunned me from even calling out the process years ago. It is without merit for people to go out and take from other cultures. You would not do that to our black brothers and sisters. So why are you doing it to Japanese people? Ask yourself that question. The way to utilize kintsugi and wabi-sabi at its finest is to learn from the Japanese first. Embrace them. Don't take from them. Let Japanese people write the books first. Buy their books first. Don't take our shelf space. Please, I beg of you. The internment camps, the bomb of Hiroshima, the bomb of Nagasaki, World War II, the slaughter of the Okinawans, Being called a chink as a kid here, while like, you know, my sister got called other names, not cool. That stuff is like painful. And also, it helps us to make progress together when I speak about it, because it's a hard topic. It is what brings a flood of tears to my eyes, but also helps me in my heart in the deepest place to say I must be doing the right thing by educating. So Nathan, I thank you for your question. And I hope that answers it. And I really thank all of you for listening to the Wabi Sabi podcast, where I can help to make perhaps some wrongs right, and make sense of life and bring you more light. I hope I can put a story to the questions and a punctuation, period, at the end of every sentence. It is without full certainty that I don't know where we're going. I don't know where your career will take you. But I know that you will not see success overnight. I know you too were not born on third base. And I know that I commend the women who have made it on their own as self-made success stories. It is called the pursuit of perseverance. We are enlightened when we open our hearts and we share and we celebrate everyone, even those born on third base. The only way we'll get through this time as women on women together is to support one another with unconditional love, unconditional compassion, infinite compassion. As the Dalai Lama says, that is your practice. And do not lose the pursuit of perseverance deep inside. You keep doing beautiful things even if nobody cares. Because one day you are going to wake up and the right fucking person is going to see all that work and say, you were born for this and I can't wait to make you shine. And while you shine, you immediately liberate others to shine. When we shine do not be afraid to like let your light light up others because that is how we make progress in this very very dark world there is infinite suffering that will continuously move through each of us at different points in time in life that is a sure thing Not one person on this planet will live without suffering. But when we learn to accept it, and we know how to handle it and move through it, and we learn not to be patronizing, and we learn to take the advice of others without being emotionally charged, don't let others push your buttons. This is a practice I'm working on myself. At the end of the day, if you can look back and say, I've done my best, I've helped others, I'm making big contributions in this world. I hope I can be the best version of myself today. And I am working hard and I'm a hard-working woman, man, or person, individual that does good in this world. And I want to leave this place better than I once found it. Just keep going. Don't look around. Look within. It is in our best to make sure that we try our very best every single day and value that others are trying their best. And when other women try to give us business advice, we can surely listen, but maybe we can take it as an option rather than advice because there's a lot of bad advice out there and you don't need to listen to it. Right, Cece? She's being a queen. She said, right on, girl. Well, you guys, the Shiseido show is going to be launching soon. So please sign up for my newsletter. Comment away. So many of you did not comment on my last post on Instagram. My TikToks are looking barren. So please help to follow and comment. Every time we post, I promise I'll follow you back and I'll comment back on your page. Please sign up for that newsletter, like I said, to find out my next dates for the launch of the Shiseido show. Hoping it will be this Friday, but it might be next Monday. (laughs) And for my next book, I have good news. I'm going to be heading to Nepal to study Buddhism and spirituality in the birthplace of the Buddha. And I'm looking forward to sharing with you all of the projects we've been working on. From my heart to yours, keep working hard, even if nobody cares. Don't take bad advice. Don't be emotionally charged by others. This climate is ridiculous. I have one last thing. My partner made me watch a movie called The Alpinist on Netflix. It was one of the most beautiful documentaries I've seen in years. And by the way, the story of Marc Andre lives on forever. And I want you to watch that documentary when you get a chance. I'd like to talk more about him in depth on another podcast, but my heart goes out to his girlfriend and his mother and family and friends and colleagues What a beautiful and remarkable person to remember and celebrate. And also, the documentary is shot so beautifully, it's hard to take your eyes off of the shots, the landscape, and what nature brings to us. Do more things that make you feel small. Yesterday, I went for a long Malibu hike, and when you're up on the top of that mountain looking at a sparkling sea, And you can see miles and miles away with the human eye. You can watch the raven soaring above you. That is when life tends to talk to you. And it says everything is going to be okay. Working woman, not working woman. Ain't nobody going to judge. Just live your life the way that you want to. And don't let the bastards get you down. Until then, guys, don't forget to comment away like crazy. Oh, and by the way, your amazing comments on the podcast have been so cool. I thought I could leave us with a few and maybe just read them all. Um, Amazing and affirming. That is from Crawlfish Cat. Candace is brilliant and real. She is truly a being of service, bringing her wisdom and wit to the world. This is my new favorite podcast. I look forward to it every episode. Thank you, Candace. Well, thank you, Crawfish Cat. I did want to read some shitty ones too, though, because they make you laugh. There's that outdated one. I think she called me a weirdo, which is fine. I am weird in control of my destiny. I want to find another one star one because they're so good to listen to shit we don't have a lot of one star ones (laughs) well maybe that's a sign that i should see this as a good thing but man these reviews are amazing you guys are awesome people life won't really ever be perfect and so that's why we started this podcast so share it with a friend tell them you love them celebrate your friend's upcoming birthdays tell them that you just wanted to say hi And honestly, if you're single and alone or lonely, don't feel alone or lonely. You're in this world and you're in this together with us. So make sure that you get out there and do beautiful things and that you don't let jerks get you down because my God, there is no shortage of them. All right. I'll see you guys next time. Have a fabulous week and thanks for all the good stars. We did not have any poor ones today. Not saying to do a bad review. I'm just saying please do a good review. And thank you to those who have also. Ciao for now.